There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave! Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Alright, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Mulbro. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 2572 City Place Court. They have 136 draft beers. If you went there, they had a 50-foot TV. They have the greatest menu. LSU is headed towards the number one seed in the NIT basketball tournament. <laughs> um, the Pelicans are up 10 on Atlanta, who's won 19 straight. You have basketball. You might have a ton of stuff to watch. You have LSU baseball game. LSU baseball, every game is going to be on TV this year. The Pelican House, 2572, City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You, you didn't mention Tulane baseball. I did. I didn't. But, you know, maybe they'll be decent this year. The Pelican House, 2572, City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they should support us. All right. Kevin, in the mortal words of some guy on the internet – what the fuck was with Pete Carroll at the end of that game? Truther. This is your post-post-game reminder that Pete Carroll was a 9-11. Shame on you, SNL, for not mentioning that in your crappy Super Bowl skit. <laughs> so, Kevin. Um, yeah. How much did you enjoy Seattle just losing because they didn't go beast mode? Uh, I enjoyed them losing – uh, period. Like they could have lost by eighty, and I think I might have enjoyed it just the same. I mean, no, it was he, better this way. More pain. They're never getting over this. They're they're never getting over this. Yeah, this hopefully, hopefully this kind of a loss. Hopefully this kind of a loss just leads to complete and utter chaos for them. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll fire that the offensive coordinator because they already lost. They already gave up on the DC. Sending him to Atlanta, thank you, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, it was good. I mean, it fe- again, uh, it feels weird being. Ha- it- See, I even feel weird saying it feels weird being happy that the Patriots won. It's just I'm ecstatic that Pete Carroll lost. Yeah, I think if he the thing is that made me happy is if Pete if the, if the Seahawks would have won, Dave. Pete Carroll would have been a lock, first ballot Hall of Famer or whatever for a coach, and in the pantheon of all-time great coaches, and now he can't be, and that makes me happy. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm certainly happy that the Seahawks 
lost, although it would have been great if somehow the Patriots could have also lost somehow. I don't know how that could have happened, but <laughs> um, but I I think um, I think I may be the only person on the face of the planet other than Pete Carroll himself that maybe really isn't that upset with the play call and didn't think it was that terrible. And it wasn't agree. It wasn't agree. Just like my mom said after the game, she said in the NFL, when a game comes down to one play and it doesn't work out for you on offense, you've made the wrong call. That's yeah, how, exactly. That's how it goes. You know, I, I mean, I mean, if that pass had just gone incomplete, they would have had another down. You know, they might have gotten it then. Uh, and and obviously, it's it's easy for all of us to you know to poo poo the play call now that we know what's happened. But I, I you know I, I mean here's my argument for it is that uh you know ralph i'm sure you thought that marshawn lynch was going to get the ball andrew i'm sure you thought they were going to hand off to marshawn lynch kevin i'm sure you thought they were going to hand off to marshawn lynch uh i'm sure all of your wives thought they were going to hand off to marshawn lynch i'm sure my grandmother who's 87 years old rub it in dave i'm sure i'm sure she thought that they were going to hand it off to marshawn lynch all of which means that It was the most obvious play in the world. So don't you think that the Patriots were expecting that too? I think handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch would have been the most predictable, potentially stupidest, not stupidest, because you hand it off, you don't fumble, you get the ball back, and you can run the ball. Well, just because you know it's coming doesn't mean you can stop it. No, but it sure as hell makes it a lot easier. It, I, I am, I was okay with a pass call. I think the execution wasn't great, and maybe the pass that they did call wasn't necessarily the best idea. But I think, and the guy made an insane play. That he was, did. That's, he what, came, that's what he, I want to talk about he, too. He, he, he didn't, he didn't get fooled by the pick. The guy crossed over, and 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 not, what, what's his name, Malcolm Brown. But Malcolm Butler, he made a great play. He he followed his receiver. He came across. He, and as soon as he saw that that ball was was heading in his direction, he he went right for it. And I still don't even he came up with the ball. I mean, I thought maybe he was going to hit uh, the receiver right as he was making the catch, knock it loose or draw it loose. But I didn't think he was going to be able to pick that off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he made an insane play. And well, he that's what those kind of things and. As Saints fans, how many times have we been in this situation where we've seen the Saints have second and one or third and one on the goal line, and they pass to Jimmy Graham, or they do some other pass? Play? Well, well, we well first of all, the, the, the on, Saints don't have Marshawn Lynch. No, they don't have Marshawn Lynch, but if you have any running back in the NFL, should be able to fucking make a goddamn second and one. This is the football. This is the NFL. You, the point is, is you're planning on exerting your will and your power onto the opponent. So the Saints had never do that. The Saints never run on second and one on the goal line or third and one on the goal line. They pass it to fucking Colston. They do a fade to Colston or a fade to Jimmy Graham or something like that in the back of the end zone. The, the, the NFL is all about being unpredictable. Handing off to Marshawn Lynch would have been the fucking most predictable thing you could have done there. And I'm willing to bet that had they handed off to Marshawn Lynch, I wouldn't have been surprised if he got fucking stuffed behind the line or at the goal line. Because I'm sure that's what the Patriots were expecting. The Patriots are no slouch. This isn't the Seahawks versus the Jaguars. This is the Seahawks versus the Patriots, a team that deserved to be there. And I, I, I think it's fucking ridiculous how all of these people are questioning this call and call, saying it's the stupidest play call in the history of football. It is by far. Because it, it was stupid play. because it, it didn't work. Don't you know that, Dave? When it doesn't work, it's dumb. You know what? There were probably twenty other plays of the sixty plays that they ran that weren't that didn't work either. Oh, Andrew, God, America, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> We'll get to we'll get to America in a minute, uh, Andrew. The one thing about the play that Dave mentioned that uh, me and you were talking about before the podcast start, 
I really like the fact – I don't know if Butler did it on purpose or it was just instinct, but he basically like ran over the Seattle receiver and was like, you're not catching the ball. I don't care. I don't care whatever. You can ra- you can make it rain flags up in here. I'm just going to go through you to get to the ball. And it was a fantastic play, but I feel like that's, that's a really smart football play know, knowing that he cannot catch the ball. I don't care if I have to tackle him, assault him, whatever. And I feel yeah. like that is a missed point that people aren't talking about. No, I agree. It was great situational awareness. And look, it's a Super Bowl, the, the trophy. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. He's on the line, and you know it's one of those things where you've got to have this mentality. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have to tackle you before the ball gets there. You're not scoring. And frankly, that's perhaps an attitude that the corner uh, right before halftime should have had uh, when he gave up that touchdown yeah. pass uh, with pretty soft coverage. Um, so, yeah, I kind of agree with Dave um, on, on a lot of fronts about this. Um, one stat that I was clued into today, um, which which surprised me, um, was that Marshawn Lynch was had five carries this year from the one-yard line and only scored on one of them. Oh, and shocker. It, it, and, and so his percentage uh, of scores from one yard out, uh, or, you know, it, it was like the, on a minimum of four carries, it was like worst in the league or one of the worst in the league. So You know why? Uh, Probably because all the defenses that they played in those situations knew, knew, he was, knew it was coming. Yeah, and they stat, yeah, no, you're right. And so I, I think – and I'm sure that weighed on the Seahawks when they decided to make that play call. Um, you know, obviously you, you do self-scouting, and they were probably thinking – We've gotten stuffed a lot this year from the one. And if they um, if they if they if they throw if if they throw it on second down and miss and it's incomplete, you can still run it on third and call right, timeout. Right. If you run they, it, they only they only had one timeout left, yeah. so they so had to be judicious it, with when they ran. Yeah, if you run it there, then you're stuck on third and fourth down of having to. New England, they know they don't necessarily know that you're going to pass. They know that you're either going to pass it or roll Russell Wilson out or or something. Yeah. But the the one thing I said um, to you, Ralph, and and I stick by this is if you are going to throw it, uh, my only hesitation would be don't put yourself in a position where you've got three receiver set and you know you've got cover corners that are on the field 
you know, show a run front, you know, go, go bring everybody in the box, bring in a fullback and look like you're just going to pound it in there, run play action, you know, get, get your third string tight end in the back corner of the end zone and hit him there. And uh, I felt like that way, if they were going to throw the ball, that was the best way to do it. All right, Kevin. The play now call we... was fine. The execution was yeah. terrible. Well, actually, the play call, the pa- the pass play could have been a better passing play. Okay. All right, now we need to get to the real important things. Kevin, uh, I was – Katy Perry's boobs. We'll get to that. That's important too. Oh. I was completely disgusted with NBC because Doug Baldwin scored a touchdown and then, as the internet dubbed it, pooped down. He uh, simulated – uh, taking a dump with the football. And NBC in their Puritan 1785, we know what's best for America, didn't show it, didn't mention it, and he got a 15-yard penalty. Who is NBC yeah. to say what is obscene and not obscene? They'll show, you know, uh, explosions on the blacklist. I saw two women get shot after that. I see, I saw Michael Sam kiss his lovely boyfriend on the draft. But I can't see a man simulate a poop in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Well, the latter was ESPN, but but the point is still valid. Yes, NBC, uh, this is just the latest in a series of bad decisions for NBC. Uh, Put Kevin Heigl on every week? By the way, Kevin works in television, so he's our television expert. Yes. Yeah, fortunately, I'm no longer uh, employed by – the NBC affiliate, so I can be more honest with my disdain for NBC programming. Uh, so, so, so let's see the the network that brings you Chicago PD, fire, uh, postal service, sanitation, and <laughs> has found a way to, you know, was stupid enough not to renew Community, the network that was dumb enough to uh, not properly support enough uh, of its own programming while constantly making shitty programming like the upcoming feature uh the americans 2.0 which is going to jesus christ also 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 the slap oh my god did any of you see that fucking ad for that tv show it's yeah, about a-, make a tv show about a parent who slapped somebody else's kid across the face at a fucking birthday party and the controversy that ensues from there. Uh, a whole show? Jesus. A whole it's a miniseries. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Juge, did you have a, par- a parental crisis and have to explain to your kids what was going on? Uh, I didn't. Uh, my, my, son, <laughs> my son was busy uh, tackling his friend and pretending to be on the field. That's a uh, yeah, so he, he was doing that. But uh, Did you get a friend with Joe you know, I, I just think um, with the commercials, I mean, who gives a shit at this point? You know, I mean, I, I get that it's part of the entertainment, but in general, I just hate how the Super Bowl is such a circus. You know, it, it, it's like 10% football and 90% horseshit, you know, and, and it, it's a depressing way to end the season, especially when your team's not in it. Um, all right, let's get to the commercials. Speaking of depressing. Yes. This is yeah. the worst. This was by far, I, I think, in, as far as I can remember. Now, obviously, Andrew and Ralph's memories have a much higher capacity than mine. But uh, <laughs> as far as I can remember, this was like the most boring, <coughs> mundane, and obviously also slightly twisted and sad uh, 
commercials, commercials on the whole wanna, that I've ever this, that I've seen for a Super Bowl. This 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 set of commercials made me want to drink bleach out of a martini glass. Kevin, <laughs> uh, explain to me these com- sum up these commercials if you can. Nationwide, my kid just died. <laughs> that fucking that fucking commercial. Kevin, they spent like ten million dollars to probably make that commercial and run it. Right. You, you you had to run that all the way up the chain, and nobody was like, you know what, guys? It's the Super Bowl, and I just don't think people want to be fucking sad and think about kids dying. And they're like, oh, we wanted to start a conversation. You know what? If I go to Dave's house for a Super Bowl party and take a dump in his punch bowl, I could say I'm starting a conversation about me taking a shit in Dave's punch bowl. NBC wouldn't air that, though. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, seriously, I have to hear about kid. I have to hear about kids dying. The ghost. I have to watch the ghost of a five-year-old kid, but I can't watch Doug Baldwin simulate a dump. What is that? <laughs> uh, but let me let me let me just say this as the businessman who has to dabble in marketing. You know, and I feel like I say this every year because every year we, you know, there's always one commercial that people are talking about. And I'd say Nationwide is laughing at all of us, and uh, and I'd say that they've succeeded. You know, the whole point of, of a commercial like that and the whole point of an advertising campaign is to to get everybody talking, and nobody is talking Oof. about any commercial more than, than, than this commercial. And, uh, you know, they're they laughing all, all was, the way to the bank. I mean, Kevin just sang their jingle. I mean, you know, so yeah, uh, but so, it, so so they scored all the money that they spent on it. I'd say is 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 well spent. And don't tell me that it's bad. There's no such thing as as bad publicity. You look at all these, you know, you know, I don't know, Kardashians and and Bruce Jenner transitioning to a woman, by the way. You know, all, all 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 this all this stuff. I mean, just because you're you, all, people, you just want you just need to be in the press, and that's it. And and I don't know whether Maybe. it's good or bad. It doesn't matter. Your your, your bottom line is going to increase. I don't know, Kevin. Is it good that they're going to be an internet meme for like the next five years of anything that goes wrong? It's going to be like I would have ran the ball, but I'm dead with that kid's picture. Like, right? I mean, I don't know. It's fine that the it's fine that they're going to be a meme because it was fucking stupid. And yeah, we're still we're talking about it. Uh, you know, but the fucking country is also going ape shit about Pete Carroll's decision not to run the ball instead of passing it. Was uh. I, I mean, it's like just because there was a government what, inside I job. Think, <laughs> I think what, yeah, I think what bothers me is is a nationwide statement where they sort of just double down and say, no, 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 this was to start a conversation. This wasn't about selling insurance. Bullshit, you fuckhead. You paid four and a half million dollars for an ad for a commercial during the biggest televised event. Of the year, and and it just came out that it was the most watched television event uh, in, in American history. Yeah, so you paid four and a half year, million dollars for that. Is... Right, that's not well, true. Th- yeah, there have been a couple of years where it where it didn't surpass the previous year, but, well, well, like but whatever. Year, the point right. is, right, but but the point is, it didn't like you spent four and a half million dollars on the on the most watched event of the year. And your whole thing is, oh, no, this wasn't about selling insurance. It's about starting a conversation. No, no, no. Fuck you. This was about selling insurance. And, yeah, you know, this was about, you know, rattling the cage, so to speak. But, man, you, it's it's just fucking stupid. I mean, it, I don't know. It's just fucking stupid. 
I don't think they plan to release a have to release a statement about a commercial on Super Bowl night. I don't know. I, right. I mean, maybe Dave, you're right, and they get attention, but I don't know. I I feel like I feel like it's it, I feel like it's it'll be it'll be if if people in that company today, I feel like some of them are not happy that they're going to be an internet meme and a joke for a while. I don't know. I, I think, think that. I think they're okay with it. I think so too. The whole, the whole, I mean, everything that I've ever read on marketing, I've read books before, you know, everything I've ever read on marketing is that at the end of the day, the ultimate goal for a marketing campaign is, is you want to be in, in the consumer's mind, in, in an individual's mind when they're going to, to, to make a decision, a buying decision. You know, two days ago, the day before the Super Bowl, if I asked you, you, you they, they want you, they want their name, their company to be right there on the forefront. You know, so when it's time to say, oh, I need to go buy insurance, you know, yeah, no, Dave, nationwide is the first one that comes to I think you're correct. Two, think... two, two, days, two days ago, if I asked you to name an insurance company, you probably would have said Allstate because they do a lot of the football shit, the college football, yeah. they have the thing behind the thing. All of us probably would have said Allstate. Now you ask us that question, we're probably going to say nationwide. All right, and here's that's the... the point. Here's the question, Kevin. I, I, Dave just swung, just he just convinced me I was wrong. I'm on fire tonight. I'm you getting are. you guys to admit that that wasn't the worst play call and that that commercial was genius. What well, you are, you are correct. <laughs> you are correct on at least the. Should have been a lawyer. But here's the thing, Kevin. Let's let's assume that Dave is correct and he well, has we, convinced me. I mean, that's so a safe assumption. if you gotta have dead kids talking to get noticed at the Super Bowl this year, and it worked. Dave's correct. Everybody's talking about it. How do you raise it up a notch for 2016? How do you go? How do you raise up the sadness from dead kids? Dead Budweiser puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of speaking of which, shitty pet ownership, bro. Shitty pet ownership. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna own a precocious little puppy, and just let him roam the fuck around and not pay attention to him. And all that kind of shit. What a load. What a load. Andrew, what there, a load, man. Were there any good commercials? Uh no. No, not really. I mean I, I didn't I didn't see any that I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I liked as a breaking bad fan, I liked the one with, with Walter White. No, that, that just depressed me. It was like <laughs> it was like seeing an old friend in, in a different capacity and you're just like, well, what happened to you, man? I'd like to, to think cool. I'd like to think Brian Cranston told them no on like four separate occasions until they were like, "What's it gonna take?" A million dollars, you're gonna work for one day. And he's like, "I want two million dollars, <laughs> and I want a tra- I want a trailer of hookers." And they're like, "Fine." That's what like, that's what Warren Sapp said. <laughs> he's the second, like. Big person to get arrested for prostitution. Greg Anthony was the play-by-play guy for the Final Four, and he got arrested and fired. What I want to know is how does this happen at 7 a.m.? Talk about getting your day started on the No, that's from the night over. That's from the next night. He just stayed up all night. Oh, that's impressive. Dude, we already covered this. Dude, we already covered this when – we already covered this shit when when Galette got popped. And I think it was Dave, Dave or Andrew, one of you two, immediately seized on the idea about about Galette not not giving the lady her money and wanting to be a cheap ass. And yeah. like Warren Sapp got popped 
Not not just for it wasn't prostitution. It was prostitution and, and assault. So I wonder assault. if he got if I wonder if he got popped. It must I don't know I, I the details were kind of sketchy, but it seems to me like if it was just a re- like you said, Kevin, if it was just a regular old prostitution sting, you go up to the woman, you're like you, you're like um, Eugene Robinson before the Super Bowl, where it was an undercover cop, and you just proposition her. You know, I'll give you sex for money, and they they say you're arrested. This seems like it was more complicated than that. Like, you, you just like Dave said, for you, you Warren just didn't want to pay, and it got messy. And when you don't pay a hooker, they probably get violent, I would imagine, and that's what happened. And <laughs> shit went down. You know, um. Uh, so there were no good commercials. Warren sat. Uh, yeah, why can't uh, yeah, Warren Sapp? Why can't Warren Sapp just go on Tinder like all the other smart guys I know? <laughs> right, right. Me, me and Left Shark, man. Me and Left I Shark mean, are, are, think, are on Tinder. You would think that like celebrities with like millions of dollars, they would have like a like a high quality like service where like you that's like discretion in it, like you know. Yeah, but isn't Warren Sapp like broke or some shit? He can't be broke. I mean, he's got to be making. I mean, NFL Network, they got to pay him at least, what, three, four hundred grand a year? Plus, yeah, no, but I mean, no way, not that much. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't there also, like, a, like I could have swore I remember a story a couple of years ago about Warren Sapp being probably being broke or, or like, really being, uh, yeah, Ralph, is, is that really that hard to believe? No, it's not. It's not. It's not, unfortunately. Um, so there were how quickly uh, you forget Jonathan Sullivan. I know. Good God, I wanted to forget him. Uh, all right. So the, there are no good commercials. Uh, my wife said there were. No, I like the cats. I like the cats in the cradle commercial. My wife liked the zoo draft, and she hated the. Twitch. Oh, I, I like that one. The zoo draft that was funny. The okay, uh, uh, the sloth. That He's got good. off the field issues. My wife also. The polar bear with the Mexican hat is the best. That needs to be your wife's new Twitter avatar. <laughs> it should it should be. Hoping he gets picked by Mexico. I, that might be my Twitter avatar. Um, I forgot about that one. That one. And was she the didn't like the Toyota ad with the woman with the plastic legs. Oh, I, I thought that, that was one. okay. She, uh, but you know, let's get to the halftime show. Uh, I liked Katy Perry as Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, <laughs> or dressed like Will Ferrell from Blades of Glory. Um, I thought as a halftime show, <laughs> or Guy Fieri, or Guy Fieri, it was all right. You know, it, I mean, it, like the halftime show, it's never going to be like fantastic. It was a thousand times better than the fucking Who, who they got out the old folks' home. Yeah. Um. So I'll start with you, Kevin. Thoughts on the halftime show? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't uh, like <clears throat> Lenny Kravitz. I. Came came and went in like thirty seconds. Uh, Missy Elliott. I didn't know what the hell was going on with her. Uh, Why do people like yeah. Missy Elliott so much? I, I, I don't, don't fucking know. It's because 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 it's a tie. It's a tie to to when they were younger, and so all the people in their mid thirties or late thirties I mean, or whatever. I never liked like, Missy oh, Elliott. That <clears> then. Oh, this is my jam, girl. This is my jam. <laughs> she you know, looks like, like a pit crew person for NASCAR. Right. Um, yeah, and like Katy Perry, you know, she came out. She wasn't like she was. It was not over the top movie. spectacle. That fucking lion, though, that was the shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking lie. That was fu- I mean, that was that was legit. 
I like the like thing. Fucking, like, like, like when Madonna was doing all that shit a couple of years ago, I'm looking at it going, ah, what a fucking twat. But <laughs> Katy Perry coming out, uh, you know, on a goddamn lion and then getting on the uh, the NBC, the more you know, stall no, and flying that was, away. That was sweet. That was all. That was all fucking great. Her dancing with sharks and like overinflated beach balls and her dancing like on a checkerboard. H and R puffing stuff. Right. <laughs> they did. They they did look high though too. Their eyelids. They, they looked did. like Howley from uh, from South Park. I I did make a comment about that. I was like, why are those beach balls high? <laughs> I mean, so and you know it was all right. Andrew, did right, your it kid, was perfectly inoffensive. Did your kids enjoy the halftime show, Andrew? Or are they too young to? Yeah, too young. I, I don't think he really. I mean, he he watched some of the game. He was into the football. Um, but not so much into the halftime show. I I thought it was enjoyable. I mean, surprisingly, I mean, Lenny Kravitz is probably just in general with my personal taste what I would be most into. Uh, but I, I thought that was horribly out of place. I, I, I just thought he really had no business being up there with Katy Perry and Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott at least made sense. Like a, It was a good fit and a good transition, but... Lenny Kravitz was just kind of a pointless guy to have up there. Breaking um, news, the Pelicans are up 19 on Atlanta. Who yeah, I'm watching the game right now while you guys are ranting gag, and raving. If they gag this away, we're just going to have to fire Monty tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, We've been saying that for like three we weeks. Have now. Been. The, we have been. The Pelicans been. are playing some ball right now. They're playing, you know. They can get the eight seed. Well, hey, maybe we need to say that every week, and maybe, and you know, maybe the maybe the conversation will keep going into June, where Ralph will be like, "All right, look, if they lose Game Three, <laughs> gotta fire Monty." Monty's yeah, got, yeah. He's got the OT working now. Um, well, Ralph, we had talked about the Pelicans. They they had to at least stay relevant in through football season. In other words, football season had to end, and, and they still had to be in playoff contention. And now they've officially done that, so yeah, that's are. good for the city. Yeah, and the, the, like the the you know I would I would characterize even me and Andrew who have the league pass and aren't in New Orleans we're we're like just slightly above like uh, casual Pelican fans, and the thing is for us like we just want the Pelicans to be relevant and we don't care if they get to the playoffs and get housed by Golden State like we just want it to be fun all the way through April. You know, it's it's important. Yeah. It's important for us, and we we don't understand the cap and stretch provisions and all that nonsense. All right, there was actual Saints news today, Dave. Uh, Jari Evans, Jari Evans had uh, is going to have wrist surgery apparently, or did. that already happened? That already happened. <laughs> yes. Um, so my question to you, Dave, is so there was no news today. Uh, <laughs> it, it was announced today that he had surgery. Yeah, it was so. announced. So the real news will come tomorrow after the show's been uh, posted. Exactly. Uh, does this? Do, you, do we want to talk about Benson's car running over the Pelican security guard? No. What? <laughs> you didn't hear about that? No. That it's not like, a non-issue. It's a I, non-story. I it, was Benson like, wasn't driving the car. It's 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 a non-issue. Yeah, but there, it was like four days ago or five days ago or whatever. Who was driving? His driver. Uh, um. Oh, he just know, ran over some dude's toe. His driver, by the way, has the last name Romig, which makes me wonder if if this is a job that that uh, uh, you know was. Uh, don't given don't call Pete Carroll on us now. As like a gift, you know, to the Romig family. I'm just wondering if they're just trying to keep it all in the family there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, he like ran over his foot. First down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the driver ran over a, a Pelicans uh, like security guard or parking attendant or whatever like he ran over his foot 
and they had differing stories about how it happened. But I mean, Andrew's right. It's a non-story, but so is Jari Evans's wrist surgery. So, well, I mean, but <clears throat> Jari Evans is getting old, Kevin, and he gets, he's getting injured more and more. Uh, does this sort of complicate maybe him being back next year? I, I I don't think so. I mean, the, the, the I, I hope not. I mean, the Saints got enough fucking problems as it is uh, on the O-line, so. Yeah, but he might be one of them. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Always positive. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I just, I mean. To, to Always point, naysaying, Dave. Say, Always naysaying. You sit in your tower. To, America wants to hate Pete Carroll today, and you're like, no. No, I must launch a staunch defense of Pete Carroll. You are not fucking uh, Gregory Peck into Kill a Mockingbird. You do not need to defend this man. Okay? I think the fact that Jari Evans played through Did the you whole... see that movie? No, but I read the book. Uh... Uh, you really <laughs> but... should, though. Gregory Peck is phenomenal in that movie. I I think the fact that Jari Evans played the entire season, much of the season, with an injury, um, one I think it was fairly apparent. I mean, obviously, I think there was there was definitely something wrong, but I would say that that speaks volumes about what the team feels they have behind Jari Evans at the guard position. You know, obviously they say, hey Jari, you know, you're in pain, go out there and play. You're still better than. Uh, Matt Tennant or whoever the hell they they would say. Matt, Matt Tennant, Tennant. Jesus. or whatever. <laughs> Jesus, Dave. He has less awareness about the bottom of the Saints roster than me. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, Matt well, Tennant is bagging groceries guys. at the Costco and like. Well, Matt Tennant was a bad pick. They traded Boston. Up. They traded up to get him. He was the center of the Matt future. Tennant. I uh, meant um, <laughs> what's his face? The guy that plays two positions on the Lolito. Yeah, the Lolito. <laughs> Well, here's the question, Andrew. Freaking Matt Tennant. Andrew, who's more likely to be back, Evans, Grubbs, or neither? Matt Tennant. I'm kicking my own ass, guys. Don't worry about it. I I think I'm going to say Jari Evans, and the reason I think Evans is just because he's earned his his keep. He's earned – you know, even after a down year, he's earned the Saints – putting faith back in him and him coming back and you know rebounding to have a good year. I think Grubbs signing as a free agent, he's only been with the team a few years, um, is just, I think, less of a – I think there's just less loyalty there. So. Yeah, welcome to welcome to the off-season podcast where we reference people that haven't been on the same <laughs> roster. For- yeah. It doesn't even matter. They're all the same. <laughs> I, I really thought we should have started Jamar Nesbitt this year. <laughs> Where is Bobby McRae on the defensive line? He's tweeting stupid shit. Randall, if they if they'd have played Randall Gay more, they'd have been better in the secondary. That's all I'm saying. All right, Kevin. Remember when McRae got arrested for what was he doing? He had like a pizza, and he was like trying to get home before like he had the pizza on his lap and he burned. I don't. There was something with a pizza, and you wound up getting a traffic violation and getting worse. All right, we got that? we got Twitter questions. I thought that was like Nate Burleson, like he, he had no, lap and he got in a wreck and broke his arm. No, it was Bobby McRae. All right, we got questions, Kevin. This one's this is from uh, the Gear Fondler. Did the is NFC, that really his name? That's his Twitter handle. 
so did the- yes, that, that's his real name, Dave. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, is Ralph mispronouncing it? And it's like, oh, right. And, it, and it's like, hey, it's supposed to be French. It's supposed to be like Laguerre Fondelier. <laughs> it's possible with me. No, <laughs> people tweet me asking me, please don't mispronounce my name when I ask a question. I'm like, you know, this is the podcast. Or, Come on, man. I can't well, even... you've been getting Mondula wrong for about exactly that's three years now. Exactly. How is that? What right. is? It's Monadula. <laughs> Monadula, whatever. All right, so Kevin, did the, the NFC Ralph doesn't care it was what a your D- name is? It was a DWI. Yeah, it was a D. But yeah, was... he was busted with a DWI, and he claimed he was DWP driving with pizza. That's what it was. <laughs> He said it was a bogus charge, and then he ended up deleting his Twitter account as a result. I don't know if yeah, he got back yeah, on Twitter yeah, yeah. or not. He did get back on Twitter. Yeah, he called it a DWP. DWP. <laughs> so my, my, he says, my fiance was feeding me Good pizza driving home. That's... <laughs> Good job getting that info, Kevin. Good job. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait. And actually, actually, this guy might have been on top of the uh, the regulator shit well beforehand because his final tweet was and he pulled me for doing 80 and a 60. Not to mention I was sober. Lawyers mount up. We got some work to do. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Why can't we have players that are on the Saints now that tweet like that? Uh, uh, clearly, you don't follow Joe Morgan. No, I don't. Well, he's not on the team anymore. He's not no, anyway. no, he's not. All right. So, Why, what's he tweeting? Like recently, he's been tweeting stuff. No, but I, you know, he he, he likes to tweet about his DUIs too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get back to the gear fondler question because I got a better one. Uh, this is from John McAlpin. Uh, hoping noise gate thing with the Falcon stretches out so I can troll them like we did with Bounty Gate, Kevin. What should be the penalty for Atlanta pumping in fake noise? Oh, clearly loss of two draft picks, a $250 or $250,000 franchise fine. Uh, The general manager has to be suspended for some period of time. I would say suspend the coach, but, well, you know. Um, Hell, maybe you can suspend the new guy just walking in. Uh, (laughs) You know. They pull him aside. Yeah. Says you're not allowed to enter the building. You can't. You can't work in the. You can't get in. I've got an idea for this. Are you guys familiar with? the soccer games where they will make you play like if you in an if empty you, stadium. If, yeah, they, if you screw up badly enough, yeah. they make you basically play in a stadium with no fans. What's the in team it. in Turkey? Really? Galactria? Gal, Gal. Oh, oh, uh, Galatasaray. Yeah, dude, they play in an empty empty stadium like four times a year. Where are you saying Galatasaray? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, oh, but, uh, oh shit! Never mind. That's it. Whatever. They the only, the only, the only about. issue here, the only issue here with the Falcons is that it's basically a home field advantage for whatever team they're playing uh, when they're playing in the Georgia Dome because more people in the crowd are fans of the other team. So yeah. uh, that might actually be an advantage for the Falcons to play in an empty stadium. Maybe, uh, Dave. What what is the likely penalty? I think it should be like uh, a second round pick and like a million dollar fine. But what's it really going to be? I don't think it'll be any draft picks. I don't know. I mean, I know Schefter reported that initially, and Lord, I hope he's right on this one. But that seems a bit extreme to. I don't hmm. think. Hmm. I don't. Seems a bit extreme. I mean, hmm. I, I, I get yeah. that. No yes. way, Roger Goodell would be extreme in his punishment. No. Well, way. I, 
it doesn't have to do with player safety or anything like that. Uh, so that's why I feel like it's not going to be any. The punishment isn't going to be equal or harsher than than what the Saints got for Bounty Gate. So you know, I, I'd say it's probably just going to be a fine. Really, to be honest with you, I don't know if there's going to be any other, uh, you know, penalties or anything like that. And to to John's question, don't go and troll the Falcons fans. Just leave them alone. It's pointless. I mean, you know, you're just going to annoy. Well, I mean, you're going to annoy them, but obviously that's not what. Don't listen to Dave. Andrew, Andrew, did (laughs) NFC teams, did NFC teams have the most improbable wins, losses of any NFL players playoff series ever you had detroit losing to dallas on the we threw the flag then we picked it up you had dallas right. losing on the des bryant catch no catch you had Dre- right. green bay shitting the bed completely up 19 <laughs> nothing and losing then you had seattle losing when they had second and goal from the one in the super bowl that's yeah four incre- pretty it's crazy screwed up losses it's insane and that just goes to show again the margins and we talked about how the saints at seven and nine I mean, how many games did they have like that this year? Where literally you flipped the script and they were in the playoffs. And uh, that just goes to show that's the NFL. And it's it comes down a lot of times to that final drive. Can you make plays in the final minute of the game? And that's the difference between a win and a loss. If the Saints had lost a Super Bowl like the Seahawks did, would you ever recover? I'll start and say... F- fuck, I don't know because <laughs> because I'm still not over San Francisco. Um, I, I don't. I mean, like, I guess it would be not that hard if they had won the year before. At least Seattle right. Salas and that. But fuck, man, if if you if the Saints had lost like that to the Colts, I mean, I don't. You don't. It's like Macho Grande, man. You don't get over that. I feel like I feel like the Packers is worse. I feel like there's a historical component of at least you made the Super Bowl. You know, it kind of goes in, into the logs of history. If even if you lose and you lose in painful fashion, now if the Saints had lost like that to the Colts and had never won a Super Bowl, then it would be extremely painful. Uh, but if you were to ask me, would I prefer the Seahawks season this year or the Saints? I would pick the Seahawks season ending like it did. Now, if you ask me, would I prefer the Packers season or the Saints? I would pick the Saints because I'd much rather be seven and nine than miss out on a Super Bowl blowing it like that. Kevin, your thoughts? Yeah, I look, look, listen. I have I've stated this multiple times on previous podcasts, and I will state this on wait. Few, is this on the second hundred podcast? Is this two hundred? I think it might be two hundred. God, we're lame. You didn't make a. Oh my God, you're you're terrible. I am. Yeah, you were gonna. I thought we were gonna have like twenty thousand dollar pyramid. Fucking um, idiots. I forgot, man. Jesus. That's <clears throat> okay. Any hoozle. <laughs> uh. So, I'm gonna go to my fucking grave. We are. This episode two hundred. You're an idiot. I am. Well, you could have reminded me. <laughs> You could remind I me. did last week. You did. You didn't remind me. <laughs> We now break this uh, podcast. To... All right. Yeah, anyway, so, Kevin, so, you were saying. Anyways, look, I'm going to go to my fucking grave saying that the Saints, that 2011, that was the Saints year to win the Super Bowl again. And and yep. had they beaten the had they beaten the fucking 49ers, they'd have, they'd won. have won the Super Bowl. They'd yep. won the Super Bowl. Nobody's yep. going to fucking convince me otherwise of that. Nobody. Yep. Nobody. Agreed. I fucking die. And I go up and, and, and the Almighty's standing there going, uh, Kevin, you, you, you know, 
uh, we got to go over this uh, this record of yours. I mean, you you know you, I mean, I I, I you really hooked up with way too many chicks on Tinder, and I'm gonna be like, listen, listen, listen. We got time for that. Here's what I need to fucking know. Why did Greg Williams not throw another guy in coverage <laughs> on the fucking tight end in the goddamn game? Why not? The fuck, man? And he's going to be like, yeah, yeah, but l- listen, uh, enough of that. No, 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 no. You need to answer my question. No, see, I'm going to be like that, but I'm going to be like, dude, why only one good arm? Great win by the Pelicans, by the way. Great, great win. Great by- win. Um, yeah, so, it's over. Uh, so that. Yeah. John. You're not over it. You're, yeah. you're, you can't get over it. No. The, Pelicans, yeah. the, the Pelicans game is over. They won. Yes, they beat the Hawks. Snap their 19-game uh, winning streak. Okay. Dave. New you, Orleans owning Atlanta. Where have we heard this before? Dave, Ooh, would, would, you be, would you be over to get over a loss like that for the Saints? Uh, I think like Andrew said, had the Saints I, – I mean, obviously it was five years ago, but I, you know, I, I feel like we're good for a while. We got our one. You know, most teams don't don't, don't, have, don't have that opportunity. But um, no, on a play like that, no. And I probably wouldn't feel the way I feel about the play call either. I'd probably be like, I can't believe he fucking called that play. I'm fucking believable. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill him. I can't believe he did that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I also agree with Andrew. I would rather lose in the Super Bowl than, uh, than, than lose in the NFC Championship game. I mean, at least you at least you've made it. Yeah. I mean, everybody remembers the Buffalo Bills of the '90s. They didn't win shit. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Matt asks, "How many decades until the Saints will be able to beat Dan Quinn's Falcons?" Let me tell you something about Dan Quinn. All right, Seattle. Is he a truther? Is he? He probably is. Seattle's <laughs> defense is loaded. No, he's going to be an anti-vaxer. I guarantee. You. <laughs> Seattle's defense is loaded with good players. Nobody is like, oh, that Dan Quinn, he's such a genius. He had Kyle Shanahan to run his offense. When's the last time Kyle Shanahan's offense ever won a goddamn thing? All right. You got Raheem Morris as, like, your co-assistant defensive coordinator. He was a big winner in Tampa. Yeah, I'm scared of Dan Quinn. Yeah. He's not as so good. You, a, so you're feeling pretty good about this, right? I'm feeling really good about that. I feel like the Pete Carroll coaching tree will be dead and rotting within two years. And I, I feel like he he's at least got enough pedigree, you know, enough notches under his belt in terms of a defensive performance that he will be able to make that defense at least slightly better. They can't be any worse. Uh, Dave, will the Super Bowl be remembered as an all-time great Super Bowl finish or all-time choke job by the Hawks? That's and that's the problem. And I feel bad for like Mike Malcolm Butler or whatever his name is. I don't see. I still don't even know his name. He's going to Disney World. He got eighty grand. That was um, very Ralph of you there, Dave. <laughs> you know, he he made a great play. He made a really great play. A play that he's going to remember for the rest of his life. A play that he deserves to be remembered for. Um, a play that he practiced since he was eight years old, probably playing Pop Warner and then in high school and in college, just hoping for a moment like this. And it 
did exactly what he was supposed to do and capitalized on it. But all everybody's talking about is how fucking stupid Pete Carroll is. Uh, so, you know, to answer the original question, yeah, it's going to be absolutely remembered as a Seattle choke job. Um, but uh, why do we have feedback? We have two Daves now. I don't know. But so, uh, choke is going to be a choke job and Butler's going to be mad. I don't think he's going to be mad, but I think he's getting the short end of the stick, unfortunately. Any other sort of situation – I mean, if he had made an interception you know, at the 30-yard line when it wasn't second and one and, and it wasn't an obvious running situation, uh, if he had made the interception then, I think the whole thing changes and people remember him more so. And they remember what a great finish and what a great ending, just like the whole Tracy Porter interception. But this Super Bowl, I mean, last year was really the aberration when the Seahawks beat the shit out of uh, the the Broncos because the Super Bowl has been dramatic to the end for, Most for, for many years recently. I mean, they've really... I, I, I'm not one of those conspiracy people who think everything's rigged, but God, it really makes you wonder every goddamn time. It's a crazy, exciting ending that people want to talk about. Uh, On this 200th episode that we have celebrated from the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those of you just tuning in. For those of you just tuning in. uh, Now that football season's over, Andrew, and you have to get reacquainted with your family, what are you going to be doing on Sundays? (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to start playing ball with my son or something. Uh, Suckers. Like, yeah. what Like what things do you have to do in the offseason now that your wife's like, oh, you're going to do this? Uh, nothing specific. I think, uh, you know, my son's starting to get into sports a lot. So uh, this is my opportunity to, you know, get him out on the tennis court, basketball court. He likes soccer. Um, so we'll probably go do all that stuff. I'll try not to tear what, my Not app. tennis? Kevin, yeah, no, no, he, he plays some tennis too. Kevin, you um, just double up on the Tinder. Now that <laughs> yeah, I'm just double basically. Down. I mean, I I kind of just like that's kind of what I do now. It's like uh, I just swipe, swipe right, swipe right. No hope, hope uh, something bites, and uh, there mean, we go. What's your swipe right to talking to women ratio? Like for every swipes that you do to the right. How many like women actually talk to you? Is it like one in five? Is it like one in ten? Uh, I tend to be like I I I don't know maybe like maybe like two out of ten. I mean you kind of have to cast like a wide net on something like that. <laughs> Does that mean you're lowering your? You do. Yeah 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 okay. So like how? So you're but you bat like two hundred on Tinder is what you're saying to start. No no, well no 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 like on on the swiping like yeah I, the, we already had that but we yeah. already had that conversation uh, from you're before bat- where it's like and actually my batting average on Tinder is dropped. Uh, oh no. So but yeah but that's okay. Is it time for like a four hundred fifty pound woman to break out of the slump? No. Time for a slump buster. No. 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 <laughs> No, I'm 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 already I'm already uh I'm I'm good. I'm in a good place right now. Uh Dave, place, what, yeah. what do you do during a foot when there's no football to watch? Well, this spring and this summer, uh, my daughter is on the way in probably early March or late February, so that's I think right. uh, Congrats. that's right. Congrats. Good yeah, family planning. So I Druina. think so I think that's going to uh take up a lot of my time I, just you wait Dave. you think it. one's hard just i you wait. oh yeah you just hey that's the first time i've heard that i oh i didn't know that andrew thanks for telling me <laughs> <laughs> um 
But uh, my other goal is, I mean, we've recently moved into a house that we actually bought two years ago, and it's got a nice backyard and a whole front yard and side yard, and I'm working on it now. And so my hope is to get the whole thing landscaped. And, you know, and I enjoy doing that. You know, I have some friends who live in apartment buildings. and like, I don't want to own a home. I don't want to deal with all that bullshit. I actually enjoy doing a little yard work and getting my hands dirty and all that kind of stuff. So, so I'm hoping to have a beautiful green lawn and a nice little well landscaped and manicured side yard and front front yard Astros. did you did you say landscape or manscape i said landscape but i could oh, have okay. easily have said manscape yeah oh by the way america they had 18,000 people sign a facebook telling nbc to apologize for their nascar commercial with the guy from parks and rec because he made fun of gluten oh, jesus fuck that. jesus jesus america <laughs> My so wife just said, "I bunch got of weak, food. bunch got of weak food. bastards." I got food sensitivities. Uh, <laughs> Your wife said that? Yeah, she in, a, in a, like a mocking voice. Oh, uh, okay. so, so she doesn't actually have food sensitivities. No, she does not. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's, <laughs> I'm going to be going to Astros baseball because the Astros are going to, for the first time in a decade, not be an abomination. Mm, it's, a little, it's a little early to be asserting things like that. Well, they won That's 70 it. games last year. They got the oh. num- they got the number three farm system. Uh, maybe not. You can uh, check out an Astros game at the Astrodome with Matt Tennant. <laughs> you can go to Astros game for four dollars, man. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, oh yeah. Actually, you know what? Speaking of baseball, all these shitheads on Twitter last night that are like tweeting out pictures, like p- silhouetted pictures of like a a pitcher up against a uh, a backdrop of a sunset. Uh, pitchers and catchers report in 19 days. Fuck <laughs> off. Here's my favorite baseball Fuck joke. Off. Here's my Kevin. Even here's when a- there's hang on. Even when there's five seconds left in the fucking Super Bowl and it's a goddamn blowout, it could have been the fucking it could be a, a reenactment of last year and there's five seconds left. Guess what? That's still more interesting. Than most of baseball season. Okay. <laughs> My favorite baseball joke ever was from Bino Cook, who said when they released the Iran hostages, the commissioner of baseball gave every one of the hostages a lifetime pass to any baseball game they wanted to go to. And Bino <laughs> Cook said, hadn't they suffered enough? <laughs> <laughs> that is a solid form of torture. That is. Um <laughs> well, now we we haven't we're excited to have the Astros back in our lives. They hadn't been on TV in two years, so uh, I'll be excited when my wife gets fired up for an Astros game, like it's the seventh game of the World Series, like it's a but it's a regular season game in June. Um, so so actually, fuck June. You know she's gonna be fucking ape shit in fucking May. Yeah, she she just like it's it's it. Uh, that's one of like on my bucket list of things. I want to experience an a, a real Astros pennant race with her, because she goes banana towns for like a regular season game. What is she gonna be like if the Astros are playing in a playoff game and their bullpen starts to melt down? Uh, she just might fucking. She said it'll be like being on fertility drugs. <laughs> Same thing. Maybe we could have you, uh, man. If she gets if she gets pregnant, and she's pregnant, and the Ashes have a pennant race. Yeah, you um, don't want that. You don't want. That. <laughs> I don't want you don't that. Want that, Ralph. You want none of that. <laughs> I want that, Dave, because I'm in the hole for like fifty grand on fertility. So I, well, I okay, I do. Right, I play do. the play the sappy Super Bowl commercial card. Why don't you? Jeez. <laughs> 
I'm I'm we're I'm pretty close. I think I need to go get, start one of those GoFundMe's, and I'll promise people if they donate for our fertility, like whatever. uh uh already spoken for. They we're sending the, me to the Greenbrier. Yeah. Already spoken for. <laughs> you can uh, go to the Green Buyer and you can do research to see if Tom Benson is still uh, uh, still lucid, with, <laughs> lucid with it. You can give us daily. We'll do we'll do daily podcast. You can be like, I'm I'm, I'm curious if Benson's going to come back if with his inability to breathe in that mount, mountainous air. <laughs> actually, actually, I thought it was very nice. <clears throat> I thought it was very nice of uh, of Fiat to put Tom Benson and uh, and and his wife in that uh, commercial last night. <laughs> oh lord anybody yeah yeah is this, yeah is, is this thing on is this thing on <laughs> that's okay to show a, a, a car getting a boner we can't show a guy faking a, simulating a poop on the tv you know with a football yeah it looks like poop already yeah but uh how many oblong poops have you taken dave oh my my they've been nice and solid lately <laughs> yeah, because you're not, you're not, you're not drinking Mountain Dew and Sour Patch Kids by the pound. Have a, have a nice salad. You know, you no longer have an intravenous drip of uh, high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> All right, whoever's with the dishes, somebody that sounds like they're like working a chow line or something in the background, which is a first for us. As we continue, guess who to, that is? When we continue, yeah, to, we continue yes. to be the most professional podcast. That is Saints fan related because I've I've listened to the other ones and I've been on the other ones. We won't name, we, we won't name names, but I don't go don't go there. But I will say we are the most professional. Two hundred strong. Two hundred episodes strong now. We'll see you at four hundred. So it's a, it's a true commitment, fans. if nothing else. So go to Saints Nation, Andrew. I haven't checked in in a couple of days. What are you counting down this week? Uh, well, I just finished my top ten of worst Saints plays of 2014, so that's done. Yeah. Number one was good old Kaepernick throwing the 51-yarder oh, to Crabtree. Jesus, that's it. <laughs> that was number one, but yeah. um, I still hate Kenny Vaccaro and Corey White for blowing that one. Um, but uh, we are now getting into some real off-season stuff. So this week, top five back- plays of Matt Tennant this past season. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to look at Jamar Nesbitt career highlights, and uh, we're going to be tackling free agency hard. Yeah, Dave, what is Canal Chicago? <laughs> we're um, hard, real hard. Since we're coming up on the five-year anniversary of the Saints winning the Super Bowl, we're going to be talking about their big Super Bowl win. Uh, We'll have some anniversary coverage this Sunday, the day after the five-year anniversary, Sunday, February 8th at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have an open game thread. We're asking everybody, you can get out your DVD or Blu-ray copy of the game and get it going at like six o'clock. We're gonna have to work on more details how we're gonna sync this up, but uh, but at six o'clock we're all gonna watch it and have an open thread like we were watching it again live, and everybody can chat. Um, that was Wallace's idea. I think if it if it if we can make it work, I think that would be actually pretty cool. Yeah, you, better, just... you better you better crank up that time on the blog, Dave, before uh, Ooh, baby number yeah, two wait, comes around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I, I thought we were gonna discuss this on the podcast. Like the where were you? We can discuss. Yeah. We can yeah. do that. 
We could do that next week after the it's five. Yeah, but next week it won't be two hundred. That's true. Uh, I I have to say I retweeted out my column that I wrote after the Saints won the Super Bowl. What a mediocre piece of shit column that was. But I was hungover. That's my only defense. Yeah, I don't feel like I wrote anything spectacular after they won the Super Bowl. I, I think I I think we were all just like in shock. We were like, oh, I was, I had the I had the post written that was depressing when after they lost. I didn't think they were actually going to win. So uh, we'll do that next week on episode two hundred and one. <clears throat> so uh, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Go to Saints Nation. Uh, Kevin is on Tinder for the ladies. And so I love saying that. I think it's great. I think we need to start for all the single ladies that listen to the podcast. I think you need to email us. Go to find Saints Pod, Podcast Saints on Twitter. The email address is there. Email us why you should date the lovely Kevin Held. I think that's a great, great off-season segment. That we yeah, all, all three of the single women that listen oh, to this podcast. Yeah. We're just trying to find Kevin Love. That's all. <laughs> hey, hey, if I if if uh, if Aqua Girl from Twitter listens to this, hey, he's all about email. Aqu- all about email. <laughs> Man, we have eight more months of this. People, don't you love this podcast? I know you do. I see the numbers you download, you listen every week. So for Kevin, for Dave, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Until next week, uh, be well. Driving while pizza! <laughs> nice.